Hey, what's up? It's Japan Nick, and I got the guys in Zamboni here with me early. Hello, hello. hello. Now, who do I have with me today? All right, you got Chris and Rob. Now, guys, it's right in front <clears throat> of my face. Can you explain what a Zamboni is for people that are stupid? <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> It's a machine that they use in, like, ice skating rinks or hockey arenas or whatever it is that has ice. And it's just basically this big, goofy machine. And when a vacuum cleaner and a lawnmower and love it, each other mm -hmm. very much. <laughs> <laughs> and it cleans up the ice, and that's all the damn thing does. Have either of you ever ridden a Zamboni? No, I want to. No. I think everybody at a hockey game wants to I ride I think it'd be pretty Zamboni. cool. I, I think it would be a lot of fun. Stone, you should ask Stone Cold because he's written a Zamboni in a non-hockey way. Because he's Stone Cold. How now, do I open this thing? You got a bottle over? Yes. Now, supposing you and some friends got a hold of a bunch of Zambonis, where would you go and what would you do? Oh, man. I would go... Where would I go? I don't know. I guess I would... You know what I'd do is I would, like, cruise down the streets of, like, Rutherford or something and just, like, run over all, like, the less than cool the not cool people it's going kind of slow so it would kind of be like austin powers when he's running over the guy with the steamroller yeah but you know th those people that hang out on the streets are stupid so they'll they'll yeah. they'll die <laughs> i would just find like a really flat piece of uh i would find like a really flat parking lot like asphalt or something but like the length of a football field and if me and my friends had a bunch of Zambonis, I would have us play like a giant game of bumper cars. It would be bumper Zambonis, and it would be awesome. And, well, if somebody died, well, too bad, because it would probably be really funny. <laughs> That's good to know. Now, why don't <laughs> you recommend... <laughs> don't ever <laughs> give me a Zamboni. Now you know what I'll do with it. Now, what would you guys want to hear off your uh, album that you brought today? What well, song? We've only got two songs from it because it's not completely finished yet. Um, Which it still hasn't been, and it's been like, how long has it been? It's been like... It's been since been like, like six, November, so months. like six, eight months. But uh, I guess since we've never heard it live before, or played before, I guess we'll do five-year plan first. Of yeah. course, that's our DRI cover that everyone... And that's track one? Yeah, that's track one. Everyone enjoyed it at the live show, so we decided to record it. Yeah, why not? Okay, here we go. Um, Zamboni doing uh, five-year plan. He's already achieved so much, and yet he's still goal-oriented and still focused, and he has a five-year plan. What is it? Don't die?
That was Five Year Plan, the cover by Zamboni. Now, guys, I last saw you in late December. What are the new songs that you've been working on like? Uh, quality. Yeah, you um, could say quality. The riffs are better. It's not really like. It's not really like a fast, fast, fast song. It's we've just been working on like some. It's some songs are getting groovier. Yeah. Um, like we're writing good songs for well, once. Slaughterhouse is pretty fast. I mean, that's we yeah, but it's that got live. like good. It's got like a really good riff though. Yeah, like we usually like our songs are usually like one or two riffs. Well, Slaughterhouse, yeah, Slaughterhouse is really good. Slaughterhouse is like the Megadeth song of of Zamboni. <laughs> yeah. It was like, mm. I guess I was listening to a lot of Megadeth when I wrote it. Now, what album of Megadeth were you listening to the most? <sighs> the most, I'd have to say, that that song is most probably inspired by um, My Last Words, so Peace Sells. The other song that we've got is about uh, Psycho. It's called Norman Bates. Uh, mm. We d- we never got to recording it yet. We've like we've done like a live recording of it, but like just so that like we remember the parts. But we've got no drums because, well, you guys probably already know the story. He's got a really bad schedule, and that's why it's taking so long to do literally anything. 
but we might have another drummer. We might. Stay tuned. We might. Let's hope. Let's uh, let, let let's hope. Let's see how this goes. <coughs> let's say you w we're just looking for like a touring drummer at the moment. What what kind of specifications would you be looking for in this individual? No drugs and cool. Yeah. That's all our specifications ever are. And able to possibly travel or, you know, be close enough that it's yeah. not like a million miles away. And they, they really don't have to have that much skill to play the songs because it's just yeah. basically punk. But, you know. Yeah. Are you continuing the crossover thrash sound in your music or are you moving in a slightly different direction? I'd say it's still crossover. I'd say it's the same. We're just getting better. Yeah. Um... The songs, I mean, the thing is, is that we have, like, you know, and the people, like, Thrash Unlimited, they all thought, like, when we first came out with our first demo, that it was all, oh, this isn't Thrash, it's it's punk. And I'm, like, thinking to myself, well, you know, like, crossover Thrash is pretty punky. So, like, we still got, like, the punkier songs, like, that's, like, the Norma Bates song that Chris mentioned is really punky. But then we have, like, the Thrash songs, like Slaughterhouse, which is, like, really just thrashy and, and like, you know. Complex and technical, you yeah. Know? Norman Bates has a groove, though. Yeah, it's like a groove, punky, <clears throat> thrashy kind of thing. It's almost like a, like suicidal tendency song. Yeah. Now, why did you like? Are you going to continue writing songs about like fictional serial killers? Um, or, or like horror movie type people? Your phone's going off. That flashy like, thing. Well, it's probably, I mean, there's, like, like with Slaughterhouse, we're getting, like, more politically aimed lyrics, and um, I think the, the general theme is just to be offensive in the lyrics, and yeah. whatever is offensive we just want write about. We just want to be silly, and, like, we, we just want to be silly and write about whatever the hell we want to write about. It, honestly, it doesn't matter if we're going to go write about politics or if we're going to write about old people or if we're going to write about somebody getting their head split by a machete and then their eyeballs being gouged out with an ice cream scoop and then being used as someone Sunday. <laughs> Sorry. I, I have bad dreams. <laughs> I watch a lot of bad movies and I think about things that I shouldn't probably think about. Now, what are some bad horror movies you've seen as a late Chris? Bad ones? Oh. Bad. What's that one you were talking about the other night with Joe? Which one? I forget what it was, but we, and then I, I mentioned Santa Slay after that. Oh crap! It wasn't Student Bodies. That one's terrible too. <laughs> student Bodies is awful. Well, um, Santa Slay is one that Santa Slay is really bad so too, bad. but it's it's really funny. It is. Um, I don't know what what have I I haven't really been watching too too many horror movies lately, to be honest. Um, oh Shocker! That's what oh, we were watching yeah. the other night. Sh Shocker's so bad. They even got Kiss to do the theme oh song. Oh my god. No way, that's man. How that, bad that's it is. a Jason McMaster Dangerous Toys song. <laughs> Shocker? Shocker, that is Jason McMaster. It sounds like Kiss, man. Dude, that is McMaster, then man. Then that's oh, wow. even worse if well, it's Dangerous like how, Toys. That's how everyone thinks that Balls to the Wall by Accept is uh, ACDC. Yeah. Yeah, but Dangerous Toys is like kind of obscure, so like I honestly... I actually don't know anything by the Dangerous Toys, except that they exist, because every time I'm in a record store, somebody has a damn Dangerous Toys album, and, I'm, mm -hmm. and I just want to shoot the record store for even <laughs> carrying it, because it just looks unappealing. It just looks really stupid. And then our idiot friend Ian is always like, you can't knock the Dangerous Toys, and I'm like, they <laughs> suck. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> so Shocker is really bad. Well, I mean... Uh, what? Oh... Scissors. I was watching Scissors recently. 
that's really bad too because it has nothing to do with anything. Sharon Stone, it's like her first movie. Oh, Sharon Stone's awesome. She's so hot. Yeah, but that's about it. That's really, there's like one nude scene and she plays like some like mentally like awkward, socially awkward girl because like. That's basically what she plays in every movie. Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) So Sharon Stone plays Sharon Stone because for all I know, she's like that in real life. Probably. And um, she, like her dad's like some bearded guy who like her mom kills or he kills her mom when she's a kid, even though that's a spoiler because that's what you find out. But you find it out in the first ten, five minutes if you kind of pay attention. But it's just a really awkward plot. Somehow she gets trapped in a stupid model home thing. It's it's just really stupid. And there's like a pig sock puppet thing. <laughs> oh my and God. like there's some guy who's handicapped that isn't really handicapped. And like it's just really, really stupid. Like you'd expect it. Like I thought that it was going to be The Shears. That's the movie that I thought that it was going to be. But it wasn't The Shears. The Shears is also pretty bad, but it's gory as hell. So it's just really awesome in that way. But Scissors is just bad. Nobody even dies with a scissor except for, like, the dad. And that's it. Like, no one really dies in that movie. You know, I it's, for- it's pretty freaking stupid. I don't know if this counts, but I was actually watching a, um, a, a, it was a, a Cinemasker video, and, and they reviewed, James reviewed, um, it was really some really weird, obscure 80s horror movie. I forgot what it was. It was some weird name, too. It was like... It House? Actually, I don't know what it was called exactly, but it was like Zentrix. But I know that's the thrash band, but it was like not exactly that, but it was something like that. And it just looked so, so You bad. mean Louderback? No, it wasn't no, that. It was something Louderback. else. It was like some weird word. like with No, a, no, I mean James Louderback. No, no, James... Um, oh, that's the, the, that's the so bad it's awful kid. How are you, James? No, 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 no James... Uh, uh, Rolf from Cinemasker. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. yeah. We're thinking of different people. No, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. thinking of the so bad it's beautiful guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hi, James. Yeah. <laughs> you're so bad, you're beautiful. <laughs> Put the cookie down. Now, dudes, no. let's discuss some of the waves of thrash metal from the early 80s till now, because I remember bugging Rob about that the other night. Starting things off, I guess you had like Metallica yeah. and Anthrax mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. Then w- would you say that, like, the late 80s should be considered a different wave? I would say when Death Angel came in, that would be the second yeah, wave. Yeah, the second wave was Death Angel. But you know what? The second wave was a, was a lot shorter than the first wave. Yeah. Because it was on its... Because, like, well, Thrash was, was kind of on its way out. Thrash hit its peak in, like, 88, 89. That's when all, like, the best, you know, classic albums came out, really. 86 was when all the classics... Well, but, yeah, like, cl- 86. But 88 was when it, like... Became that, like, like huge tours started that was, really and, coming through, and that was when thrash like really like hit its stride. Yeah, both in production, I'd say once, writing. I'd say once all four of those bands started headlining was when it like peaked. Yeah, when they start like not like together when they did Clash of the Titans or whatever, but the when big, they like yeah. started when the big four started headlining individually, and 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 then you know Death Angel and and those second wave bands came out. Death Angel, Heathen, and then they Evil Dead. The, you know, actually. It's kind of funny. I, a lot of the our crossover friend, ones started coming in at that point, too. Our friend Joe, who we were actually going to hang out with tonight, but he ended up going to the Scorpions instead. <laughs> um, he went, I went. I was just at Orion a couple weeks ago, and um, he was there. So like, we were hanging out after the show. He drove me back to my car at the garage, and um, he showed me this band, Stygian. Um, so good. Oh, they, they were awesome. They came out. They're super rare. I, I looked up their record online, and it was like $120. So it's I like should, super, super rare. I should talk to the guy at um, Matt at uh, Tribunal Records. 
He's the one who does Dive Bomb Records, and Dive yeah. Bomb Records is awesome, so I'm plugging you guys now if you're listening. Um, what they do is they take a look at these albums that, like, douches who own them that want to sell them, sell try to sell them for, like, a ton of money on eBay for no reason, like, just for the sake that it's rare now so I can do what I want with it. So, like, what Dive Bomb Records does is they try to get the right, they try to track down who had the rights last and they try to like, and they work with a the band themselves, to and it. yeah, to re-release it with like demos or whatever they can do, or just to re-release a CD. And they'll re-release it, and it'll be like a good price, like right, like Solstice, the first two Solstice albums, the death metal band, not the uh, not the Swedish one or whatever, the death metal band from Florida that had Rob Barrett and like the surviving half of Demolition Hammer in it. They, um, their first two albums were beyond rare. Like, the first one, the cheapest price that I found for at the time was, like, 75 bucks just for the damn CD. And I was, like, there was, there was no way they was going to pay for it. And it broke my heart to download the freaking thing. But I couldn't get it any other way. Some jackass wanted 175 for it. And it was, <laughs> like, are you ret- on, on Amazon, too. For a which, CD? Yeah, I was, yeah. like, are you kidding? Was just, this, like... Absolutely, like, mint, pristine condition? No! It was used! Well, well the I Stygian mean, CDs that I saw that were expensive were, like, still in their original seal. The used no, ones were fairly cheap. No, this thing wasn't in its original... It was well, like... That guy's This thing wasn't then. sealed or nothing. This this freaking bad word... <laughs> he, had it, he had it in, um... He had it just, like, used, pre-listened and everything... Like, you can't charge 175 nah. bucks for that. But yeah, you know Unless what? it's a comic. You can if it's a comic book. But you know what? Stygian, like... Anyway, like, where... Oh, yeah. Anyway, so Dive Bomb re-released that, and oh, Prey, yeah. their second one, was going for, like, fairly the same amount of money, if not maybe $25 less, which is still expensive. <laughs> yeah. From well, 175 And, um... What they did was, they found a way to, like, release both of them... On, like, one disc or, like, a two-disc thing with demos. Because they track down the rights because they're smart. Because Matt is a smart guy. And it's, like, $15 now. You could just buy both of them for $15 on the website. And definitely do for Stygian. Yeah. They, yep. uh, I'll talk to him about Stygian. I spoke to him about Rigor Mortis, and he's going to look into it. But he's gonna. he said he's going to look into Numbskull, too. And Numbskull is awesome. I the think du- I've heard of them. one of the dumbest names I've ever heard, but Wait, they can kick the band ass. That we, pl- we listened to last time we were here, Nick. I don't think we listened to Numbskull. I can't know, remember. Get ritually abused. It, it could be. I, I really could have been. If it was like a pi- if there was like a happened last month. Yeah. I remember so. there was a band that we l- there was like, like a pirate to that was a song. Really silly, really silly name, and I forgot what they. Oh were. no! No, I think it was Glominous Doom. That was a silly no. one. Luminous Doom. Maybe it was. Maybe it was them. But anyway, Stygian, like, yeah. their album came out in 91, and it, I, he played it for me in the car. It was so it was so tight, and the production was so great for a band that was unknown. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, they came out in 91, which is, you know, Nevermind came out and basically killed the glam and the thrash scene, kind of. I mean, whether or not they wanted, whether or not it was intent, well, that just, that's what grunge did. Exactly. Yeah. Well, because you know why? It's all well, the actually, record companies can, yeah, needed I, a new thing to, like... Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You can't Plug. even blame it on grunge. You got to blame it on the record companies. Yeah, I know. But it it was so good. They know what's hip. That, it's a shame that they got overlooked. Um, because they were just awesome, awesome band. Yeah. Now, 
about this record label. Um, Stygian Records? No. No, it's Stygian no. is the name of the band. Stygian is a band. I, forget, I don't know what record label they the were The record on. label that, what do you mean, the one that does, like, the cheap stuff? Yeah. Dive Bomb Records. It's, um, it's like a brother or sister label of, uh, Tribunal. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole purpose of Dive Bomb is just to reissue all of these, like, lost gems that are going for way too much money on eBay. It's basically just, it, it's, it's, it's just, they're doing the right thing. No. That's really what it is. They're just taking all these... Rare albums, and they're doing the right thing. What is this, 500 or 1,000 uh, album pressings? I think like 1,500 or 2,000, something like that. So, like, the smart thing to do would be to buy up all of them and then charge two or $300 on <laughs> You want me right? to be the jackass now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I turn 40, I'll be that douche. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this happened to me, so it's gonna happen to you too. Damn it! That's, yeah, yeah that, that's a great. You want be a cranky old man? <laughs> and that's how karma is supposed to work. Yeah, <laughs> I put like coffee stains on the uh, on the lyric sheets and everything. Still sell it for like three hundred dollars. Like a wife beater, like Carl <laughs> from Aquatine. <laughs> I probably look like Carl from Aquatine with that time. Yeah. Hey, you want some records? I got them right here. Hey, yeah, I got that. Uh, I got that record that you're looking for. You know. <laughs> Real nice record. Three hundred. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be about uh, two hundred and sixty bones. I gotta, well, I gotta buy booze and uh, just, just give me money. <laughs> and that's the spirit of heavy metal. <laughs> now, oh, okay. <laughs> what would you say like was happening in the nineties up until now with uh, thrash metal? Nobody was paying attention to it. Well, yeah, you know, and what? then and then I don't. Something happened in 2000 because, like, there the were new all. Wave? Well, the new wave was ju- like basically. Here's what I think happened, and I think that I think that thrash happened. I think this whole revi- like well, revival thing happened because of the fashion industry. <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> what did the 80s have? The 80s had like the high up hair and like all that glam crap, yeah, and then yeah, it had yeah. the thrash crap too. The 90s, the 90s had, had their grunge stuff, plaid, flannel, all that. What did the Zeros have? They went back to the 80s and the 70s. That's true. Because in 2000s, long hair came back. And the skinny jeans. Skinny jeans came back. Tie-dye came back. Everything Ripped old. Acid wash jeans. Yeah. yeah. Everything popular yeah. all of a sudden. Everything old came back. And I think once the fashion started happening for the metal, all the record labels were like, oh, look, these kids are starting to like wear these denim vests again. Hey, like, I guess we can start doing thrash metal again. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's go get Warbringer. Hilarious about the whole thing, though, is that like, you know, <laughs> in the 70s and stuff like that, when you saw guys with ripped jeans, like the Ramones, like the classic example of the Ramones, they were wearing ripped jeans not because of a fashion statement. They were because they were broke. They didn't have any money to buy new jeans and they just wore them until they wore out yeah and they weren't wearing converse just because they wanted to be cool that was the only they shoes wearing, yeah that was the cheapest pair of shoes they could buy and it was really like the only sneaker on the market besides nikes yeah or like pumas, pumas yeah came out. you either paid a bunch of money for like nikes or pumas or you paid like 15 dollars for converses which Cheaper are now like, like 40 five bucks back in those yeah days. probably but yeah like they and then all of a sudden like in the 2000s it's like oh yeah we're gonna like "Quote unquote," have distressed jeans, and they're going to cost uh, fifty dollars more than normal yeah. jeans just you know to have how, them ripped. Yeah, you know how you get ripped jeans? You buy a cheap pair and you just poke a hole in them with some scissors. No, you know what you do? You is just you, rip them yourself. You cut them with razor blades first, and then you throw them in the wash, and the wash like rips them, and it gets that good like 
you know, torn up like. Oh, look I didn't to even it. think of that. Yeah, I was. Oh, then I've been doing it wrong for years. Well, that's what I did at first. But like, <laughs> when you cut them with the scissors, the cut is too clean, so you don't get like the nice like you know yeah. like, threads that are like all ripped and it. Looks so you want to wash them after you rip them. Yeah, so you have to like cut them right. a little bit with razor blades, just like scrape them huh. up and then chuck them in the wash. Right. Or like drag them behind your car with a rope or something yeah. through gravel. You learn something new every day. You know what? The next time, the next time I see some stupid kid on my block. That's uh, that's probably the same size as me. I'm gonna tow him to my car, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then you know whatever remains of the kid is whatever remains of the kid. Use but I'll, I'll I'll just take his jean. I'll use the zamboni. Good idea. <laughs> so that's something else that I'll do if I get my hands on a zamboni. Me and my friends will just make a jean company, and then I'll sit, just tell the music industry to suck it, because so, I'll be a jean designer. <laughs> so what you're essentially saying is. The entire music scene of, of the past 40 years has been a conspiracy by Jordash? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> That's brutal. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> what movement of thrash metal would you say we're in right now and that you consider yourself to be a part of? I'd say we're part of the second wave of the third. Well, I'm, I'd say we're part of the fourth wave. I was going to say the second wave of the second wave. Like the seventh son of yeah. a seventh son, but <laughs> yeah, I, just to make it simple, we're yeah. in the fourth wave. Because it was like that, you know. Wait, or are we in the? No, we'd be in the fifth wave because the '90s had the little wave yeah, that didn't the, really make waves. Because the power metal was like yeah. power metal was big in the '90s. Power metal and death metal came yeah. up too. Um, and then there was that like proto thrash, like or or post thrash, I should say, like Pantera. Yeah. Who was I talking about? This you? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. What was I gonna say? I, I just consider it the new wave, and that's, like, any, like, of the younger bands that formed from, like, 2004-ish, I think, is when it started. I'd say but 2004 is, like, the first wave that, of, it's yeah, the beginning of the, that's when Havoc it's was beginning like, of the new wave. Havoc came out with but Paul I'd Mall, say, I think. But I'd say the new, I'd say Rich the new King. wave officially planted itself around 2008. Yeah. And that was then, when, like, the, the major yeah. bands and started putting out And then 2010 and 2011 is, like, that's where the... I'd say mostly 2011, yeah, two thousand like 2010, 2011, but more predominantly 2011 was where the second new wave of thrash started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, so if you want to count the 90s, then we're in the fifth wave. I guess. I, yeah. I just call it the new wave. <laughs> yeah. There was the old wave and then the new wave. Yeah, and the middle wave, well, well the middle wave was just kind of like just the, it, the actually the middle wave wasn't a wave. I don't know what it was. It was just a couple of ripples. Yeah, it was like a ripple. With a few good Except ripples. Except for like Pantera, which was like the biggest one. Yeah. But they weren't really like true thrash. They, they were, were groove metal. Yeah. yeah, they were post-thrash, which is groove metal because yeah. groove metal is essentially just slower thrash metal, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah, it's like closer. It's like heavier stoner rock. Yeah. Like if like if you put... It's thrash metal without with the punk taken. Well, yeah. no, because thrash metal no. with the punk taken out is New Wave of British Army. Yeah. So it's like... It's like really hard. It's all semantics. Yeah, know, it's you know? like it's honestly if you just it's stoner metal with a lot more distortion. There you go. That's really what it is. It's stoner metal on eleven. Or yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what it is. yeah. But seriously though, like I mean, I started seeing like a Warbringer and Mantic Ritual in '09 on Rest some of the tours. Peace, Mantic like, Ritual. Destruction and Creator. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I wish Manic Ritual was well, still around. Right. They were a good band. Yeah, they were awesome. They um, were a good band. 2008, 2009 is when they like started getting steam. And you know what? Like, there's, you know, Havoc has been doing like 
their headlining tour. A couple, they did a couple headlining tours. Did they? Um, yeah, because when I saw them with Roberto, they were headlining at the Meat Locker. Oh yeah, 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 that's right. When they um, were with Hatchet. Yeah, well, but Hatchet, Hatchet didn't play off. that one yeah, because Hatchet. they fired the singer. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it's like you know, two thousand. That was like two thousand nine. So yeah. like two thousand eight, two thousand nine is when they started getting more steam and yeah. getting more noticed by record. Yeah, companies by two thousand ten, everything tours. was like all right. Everything was pretty set by two thousand ten yeah, for that wave. Is going storm or fast storm? What does that mean? I don't know. They're going <laughs> going strong. There we go. Yeah, by two thousand ten. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are putting on a pretty big concert July 28th called the Thrash Bash Barbecue. Yeah. Personally, why not Zamboni Stock? I'll tell you why, and this I've actually thought about this. It's because, like, I was thinking actually something like, to, like, like cheese off of Orion since it was just two weeks ago, having called Zamboni music and more. <laughs> yeah, that's too but pretentious, exactly. though. So... And I thought about, like, you know, like, oh, what about, like, Thrash Stock and stuff like that? But then I was thinking mm. about, like, it's not really that big of a venue. It's more of, like, it's you know, back a, in the 80s when Exodus did those, like, barbecue parties, like, when they were first starting out, and, like, Metallica and all that. It's more, like, just one of those barbecue parties. It's not really, yeah. like, a huge thing. I mean, there's a lot of, well, there's several bands, not a huge amount. Yeah. There's, like, we're planning on having, like, five or six bands there, I We've think. We've already got five now. Yeah. We had we had six or seven. Some of them dropped off two for Two of them dropped reasons. off for one reason or another. And um, we're trying to focus on a... He we're trying to get a headliner right now. If we can get that sixth band... Them, they will if we come. can get another, like, yeah. sixth opener, then that's cool, too. But we don't have to. Like, I'm really just looking for the headliner. If it was at a bigger venue, was like, if we... Well, if, if we real venue, because yeah. it's at your well, giant... No, no. Well, I meant, like, if it was at, like, an outdoor... Like, if we somehow, like, managed to, like, rent out, like, a park and build, like, two stages, then I would say, let's call it Thrash Stock. No, and I'm serious. I'm yeah. Like, but, like, since it's just, like, a little barbecue party, it's just Thrash Bash. You know, yeah. Or whatever. It's just in a big yard. Yeah. It's, like, it's, just, it's basically just a big barbecue... It's yeah. really more just like a big celebration, and everybody's just like you know, it's just there a, for the cause. We love this music, and, it's and the that's what it is. Yeah, just like, to hang out with people, catch up, have a good time. You know, we're friends with all like like Eagle Kill, who's playing and Bomb Scare, yeah. so they're just coming up to chill and like play some music, and it's gonna be cool. Yeah, and we don't have to deal with any promoters or any like venues or money. Yeah, so that's good. It's we only have to deal with people bringing food, so yeah. And if you don't bring food, we're turning you the hell around, and you're gonna go to the store and you're gonna buy something. <laughs> a birthday cake with big candles from yeah. Carvel, the expensive one, because you forgot. So you get a penalty of buying everyone a big birthday. Cake. Now, what should this ice cream cake say? I'm sorry, I'm stupid. I forgot to bring food. Yes, yeah. It just say I'm very sorry for what I did to Chris and Rob. <laughs> <laughs> If Ian, if Ian buys it, it'll say Zamboni sucks. Give me an omelet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I now, bet she calls me tomorrow. I'm not getting your stupid cake. <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's, he's he's so gonna call me about that. Is he listening? I don't know. Who knows? Even if you're out there, we hate you. <laughs> <laughs> now. <laughs> What are some of the advantages of having this in Wantage, New Jersey? 
Well, for one, uh, there's, like, literally, there's one neighbor, and he's pretty, like, he, like, goes out and blasts his motorcycle all day long, and I don't think he really cares. And he's kind of do down the road anyway? Not, well, no, Oh, the guy like, with the toilet thing? Yeah, right, yeah, right next to the... Like, oh, yeah. But it's, like, on the other side of the house, honestly, yeah. I don't think he'll He's complain. never heard us, com- he's never complained about every anything, and we always, like, at pretty high volume yeah. when we practice. And you know what, there's no, like, <laughs> so there's not really any cops around, because, like, there's no local police in Wanage, so we don't have to worry about, like, noise complaints. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's just like, you know, everyone's always like, oh, you know, you gotta play, like, Montclair. It's like, well, you know, let's do a show that's closer to home and, like, well, for me at least. Yeah. And, like, you know, we have this, like, garage space that we could use. Why not use it and do, like, an outdoor thing and, like, just have an all-day thing where we don't have to worry about, you know, people coming in, okay, I need my money now. And, yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. So, that's why we decided to do it there. Yeah. If it wasn't gonna be there, it was gonna be at our uh, our friend Joe, who I was just telling you about, uh, he's got a place in Clifton, and yeah. he was. If he we was do another one, if we do another one, maybe we'll do it there. But his place is a bit smaller, and he yeah. actually does has neighbors. They usually don't complain about this anyway. But you, you never, you know, know, this is just kind of experimental. So if it works out, then we'll definitely do another one. And it's not like we're gonna be playing it like far into the night. We're st- starting the show in the afternoon. It's probably gonna go to like ten, ten thirty, yeah. eleven. Depending yeah, on what, uh, who headlines yeah, all that. I'd say 11, the latest. Yeah, and so it's not, like, going to be all night, and, you know, people could just, like, chill out, and then, like, you know, it'll be a nice space to just sit around, and it's in nature, so it's nice and clean, and Ray Brutal from Bombscare won't get food poisoning again. Hopefully he won't get into a fight with anybody, either. I don't think he will. I hope not. Unless, like, you know, like, Unless, like Divided like, Sky Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> I don't know. Are they listening? Can we say that? Woo! They're gonna what get their, gonna do? They're gonna Come get, down to the station and no, get us. No, they're gonna get their manager to bake us a cake. Oh, God. <laughs> says, I hate Zamboni. Yeah. And, and throw paint all yeah. over our merchandise. Yeah, they're gonna throw paint in our merchandise. And, and they'll steal paint, my phone. Yeah, and they'll paint a big heart. <laughs> because that's how metal they are. Yeah, I know. That's awesome. Bunch of savages. <laughs> now, what kind of meats would you want people to bring? Like, kielbasi? <laughs> <beef>? <laughs> Uh, their their flesh, a baby that they found in the dumpster. Uh, I don't know, the placenta for uh, oh for you know it makes a good meat sauce with Kill the baby. <laughs> um, like whatever burgers, dogs. You're not. They're not limited wings. to. They're not limited to meat you or know, like poultry or anything. Yeah, whatever. If you want to make something that you can, exactly. Like if you want to bake, if you want to bake a cake. Fine. If, if you, you want to like, go to the store and get like wing frozen wings and just like you know put them in the microwave, yeah. who cares? As long as you bring something. If you want to make an omelet, say, <laughs> just it better be Ian. a big omelet. It's got to be an omelet for four, no, and you can't eat it. Ian. It's got to be just for Ian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be the day. Let's make him an omelet. <laughs> we'll make him an omelet. He won't refuse. Yeah. <laughs> now, since you're gonna be playing Wanage, New Jersey. You have any um, hopes to play uh, in Augusta for the New Jersey State Fair going on in August? It's actually funny that you mentioned that because um, they're doing WNNJ, which is the radio station up there, the classic rock station, 1037. They're doing a, um, a Battle of the Bands contest, and it was basically go on their website and email them and submit like a song for your band and just tell them, you know, like give them contact information, and they're going to like narrow it down to like the top 10 bands or whatever that they like and they're gonna like put them on the website and then the th- like the listeners are gonna vote on which is the best and then the three are gonna go and play the state fair a- as a battle of the bands so mm. uh we actually just submitted that today and 
see what happens. I don't think we'll win, but because you know, yeah. not because it's a bad submission, but because there's just probably so many other bands. Yeah, like, and submitting it's, and it's just unlikely to pick this genre of music yeah. at all. Even though it's a rock station, and they do play <laughs> some, like they play metal, like they'll well, play if puppets. You submit it, well, you did submit World War Z, so they might say, "Oh, this is like the Ramones." Yeah, exactly. So we'll see what happens, and then we'll just, and then we just won't play it. Is it like they have like some sort of like page on their site where you just like check off a vote or it's like the station decides? From what I understand, out of like the hundreds of submissions I'm I'm sure they're getting, they're going to narrow it down to the 10 that they think are best. And then they're going to put those up on the site for you to vote. So if we do make it, vote for us because, you know, that'd be awesome to play the... uh, to the, the state fair, and that'd be like such a huge like boost in like fans for us, possibly. Well, the music scene's not too good up there. Hint, hint, wink, wink. So uh, say yeah. no more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a lot of uh, you know, quote unquote hardcore. Ugh. It's that crappy scene BS up there. I mean, well, hopefully, it'll there's die a few soon. decent band like our drummers in a band called um, Prominence, and they're post hardcore they call themselves and they're yeah, like I don't know the difference. They're decent. They're not like they have the stoop like they're they have like the kind of like crappy vocals, but like they actually have some pretty decent songs. And I've gone to a few of their shows cuz just to support cuz he's our drummer. So, he's their guitarist. So, it's, he's like a multi-instrumental kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Now, Rob, speaking about post hardcore, what's the difference between that and regular hardcore? Well, you know, post hardcore is like that 90s like well, starting in the 90s and then coming on to, like, the 2000s, how it was, yeah. like, it wasn't really... It's, like, it's kind of, like, punk. Yeah. It's, and there's some bands that are, like, punk, but I'd then it's the, got, like, the deathcore-ish vocals. I'd say the first hard, the first post-hardcore thing, or whatever you want to call it, that came out in the 90s, I'd say that that was, like, the first metalcore band, and yeah. the, and then it just kind of, like, in, I think they were what called What we consider metalcore, because yeah. in the eight, you know, metalcore was a term in the 80s that they used to, to like, describe... You know, like DRI, like yeah. you know, crossover bands. So. Like what we now know as metalcore, I think that's what that was the start of, and then like that came into like deathcore because once you throw core into it, it's suddenly cool. Yeah. So you gotta throw it into everything. And then you have like a million. And then like core so gets bad. yeah, the word core gets thrown around like a game of telephone. By the time it, by the time it started in the nineties to what it is now. It's it's a completely different thing. Like now they just when you have now they kind of just slap core onto everything. When you have a genre, just because they don't know what the hell they're playing. When you have a genre called math core and Nintendo core, I think that's kind of like the point where like okay, enough is enough. Let's yeah, you know, exactly. This like, is like ridiculous. You thing. just don't know what the hell to call your music, so you just put a core at the end Derp of it. Core because it's just yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. Speaking about that, anyways, do you feel like there's gonna be? A big change in the metal scene when it comes to musicians and journalists, like, taking a stand against uh, people giving away their services for free. What do you mean? Like, when they don't want anyone to, like, download their stuff freely anymore? Or when they just, like, you know, what, or, like, what they're doing now where they're just kind of, like, whatever on the subject? You know, it's actually interesting because I saw, um, I was reading an interview for, uh, with uh, David Sanchez from Havoc, and he said, like, he was asked basically, like, would you rather have someone pirate your album and then go to your show and have the money to go to your show, or would you rather have someone buy your album and not have the money to go to a show? And he basically said, 
Um, I'd rather have them pirate the album because it's more support to bands when you go out to the show and support them live yeah. and buy their merchandise. Yeah. So he said that he'd rather have someone pirate their music and then like go to the show and buy their you know T-shirts or you know do stuff like that. Yeah. Then the, well, the they turn way. more of a profit out of it too. Well, yeah, because because it goes directly. It, goes to, to it pretty label. much goes directly to the label if you just buy the CD. Like they'll maybe make a dollar, and, and if you split a dollar like four, five, three ways, whatever, that's nothing. I actually uh, just took a class called Music Online, and um, it's all about like how like the you know online has changed the way we get music yeah. and stuff like that. And, like a like, lot of independent bands like that like put our stuff or that they put their stuff on for free right now on like Bandcamp or whatever. Yeah, they'll give you like a name your price, so you can like do it. You can just like get it for nothing if you don't if you want. Yeah, but you if you donate. feel or you could just give them some money. And I think most people donate because they'd rather support the band and like they have the option to pay yeah. for free. But, like, there was, it was interesting because, like, this music it online shows class, they care. We, like, talked a lot about this, about piracy and, like, how people felt about it. And there was a lot of people like, oh, I just get all my music for free. And I'm like, you know, that's not right because it doesn't yeah. support the artist. But then, like, I, we were, like, t- discussing and there's, like, they actually want to do, like, a collective license for, like, that, like, radio has. Yeah. Where basically all music is, like, it's all free. Like, you could download it from any service you want online, and basically the internet service providers, like, you know, Comcast, whatever, they just tack on an extra $5 a month to your charge, and you have unlimited access to whatever music you want. And then that $5 a month is put into a giant pool that's distributed evenly to the artist based on yeah. download and popularity and it stuff sounds like that. Sm- It sounds small, but, like, if you th- really think about it, it'll work. Yeah, when, you know, millions of people that are pirating... Billions. Getting, billions are getting their music for kidding? free already. I, don't, I barely know anyone who, like buys albums and if they well, yeah. do buy albums myself included it's only a handful of them per year but yeah i know billions so like think about that like all that money like in one year they could like re- like restore like the music industry to what mm-hmm. it was yeah because just like the money they collect and artists would actually get paid fairly it wouldn't be like the record company just taking all their money and you know what do i agree with piracy no i don't because it doesn't support the bands but at the same time the things that the record companies do they're just as much as thieves of as the uh the major labels, not like you know, the, the, the indie labels are pretty good, but the yeah, major labels, the indie labels don't really make that much anyway, and they yeah, actually, exactly. for the most part, they tend to do the right thing. But the major labels, they rip off bands just as much as yeah, you know, pirates do. So it's like yeah. you know, where do you draw the line? Yeah, who's the pirate? Exactly. Everybody gets paid before you do when you're like on a major label. So you know, well, most labels, if not even some independent labels, I guess, but on the independent labels. Some of that profit will go towards making merch. But I'm not saying it doesn't with the major labels, because it does. But, but they're you know, doing it at such a reduced price, the major labels, because they do it such mass-produced, that they're really not really, like, losing that much money on that. And you know what? The major labels... Like, are if, s- like if you can put down $20,000 for someone to record an album... for Well, actually, not even someone. Multiple people. If, you're pu- if you can put on... Like, if you could put out, like, millions of dollars a year for, like, 30-something bands to go record in, like, Sweden or Denmark or Germany with, like, the best producers and get the best artists to do the best artwork, like, that's a lot of money. Yeah. And, you know, the band's the last one getting paid, so... Yeah, exactly. You're really... You're not losing much if you're making so much that you can keep doing it year after year. Well, Maybe your budget will shrink 100000 less every year, but you know what? That's still a big chunk of money. The major labels you know, are, are, are really stuck in the past when it comes to that because they believe that, you know, it's their money and they need it now. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, you know, they like... 
No, that's true because they they like you hear and I do I think that pirates need to be like sued for millions of dollars? Like no, well, the I, pirates I mean, doesn't have the two like, millions of dollars. Exactly. There's people. So if like, you do that, you're like, just making the economy. You're making the econ the economic debt exactly. even worse. And there's students and soccer moms well. and all these people that are like you know getting. You know, basically, like these huge, huge, ridiculous lawsuits put on them. And is it right? Yeah. No, of course it's not right. I don't believe that it should be millions no, and millions kidding? of dollars. I mean, sure, I, maybe they could pay a fine or something. Yeah, but that's, like that's absurd. Yeah, it's really like ridiculous. a fine up to whatever how much they downloaded. And if they and they could like do it on like a plan or something. Exactly. You know, like if I download a thousand songs for free. Yeah, you could slap me with a thousand dollar fine because in reality, if you bought, if I bought all those songs on iTunes, they would probably be a dollar each anyway. Exactly. So that's fair. If I can do it over a certain amount of time, or if I can just do like, that's fine. If I can do like a payment plan of like paying like fifty bucks a month until I download those songs, and as long as I don't keep downloading them and put myself into a deeper hole. That would make sense, but to slap me with a two million dollar fine or something ridiculous, you know that I don't have that money. They're just doing it to yeah. make money. That's the whole thing. Are you thing. kidding? There's no money I... that I can get. And this, so where it, would it, you get that money from when really, I clearly don't ever have it's it? It's really backwards thinking because if you think about it, they're spending millions of dollars a year on lawyers and court costs. Yeah. And what are they making? They're not make. They're not going to be able to get millions of dollars from the person they're suing. No. They're an average person. Yeah. No, but like the analogy to have is like. It's like putting a well in a desert. You're not going to get any water out of the desert. Exactly. And you're not going to get any money if you sue somebody that has no money. Exactly. And you know what? Exactly. It's hurting fans. And, like, the thing with, like, that's why a lot of people, like, think Metallica is, like, bad. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, the whole Napster thing, I... Like, so, the way they went about it, they did yeah. the right thing, in a sense. But I think it's... It was too extreme. Yeah. By I, suing their fans, they alienated their fans. They yeah. should have done it a different way. Mm -hmm. And... They could have done it a different they way. They could have done it a lot and smarter. I think they know that and I now, think, and yeah. I think they realize. And you know what? It's funny because well, they have Napster Metallica shirts exactly. now. Exactly. So, so I think they, that they're self-aware of like and they're joking what they, around about it. Yeah. They now they're self-aware and they know that they made like a that they made like a mistake the way that they did it, but they didn't make a mistake but with what they did. The fact that they stood up for their intellectual property, I think that was the right thing to do. But yeah. Like I said, there needs to be like that collective license thing where yeah, artists it, can get paid. And and people can still have music for yeah, like the little thing to with, no like cost. Like the thing with know? the backlash against him, it wasn't for what they did; it was the way that they did it. And you know, I guarantee, if you asked any person who gets their music for free, if, you know, would you pay five dollars extra a month for internet just so you can have unlimited music? They would say yes. It no wouldn't matter. matter. It's a, it's five dollars. What exactly. am I going to do with five dollars? I'm going to buy a sandwich know? tomorrow. That's and my five dollars. You know I won't buy that sandwich. Even producers like Rick Rubin. You know, who's a big metal producer, you know, produced Metallica, Slayer, and all that. He's He even says, you know, this has to change. This is, this is like, the best way you could do it is if you have that monthly $10 yeah. or 5 and have people that have, you know, like that. So yeah. it, it just... Because, you know, people will do it. And yeah, because you can't, make you can't cripple an average man on $10. Exactly. And it, most people... I don't, most, not all... There'll probably be some stupid people that are like, no, I'm not going to do that. Well, of course. There's most people will be like, yeah, sure, I'll pay need five to extra dollars to have unlimited music. I would do it. Yeah. Tell me about some of the bands that are going to be at uh, the Thrash Bash Barbecue. We got us. We um, got Bombs. We got our friends Bomb Scare from the Bronx. They are awesome. Hi, Listen guys. We yeah. like your buttons and your patches. And, this, uh, yeah, I have two Bomb Scare patches on my hat and... Two on my vest. I've got two like, buttons on my vest. Buttons. <laughs> buttons. Yeah, uh, they're awesome. They're and then Ego Kill, who's um, badass as yeah, hell. Brian Shermicide, who's their 
lead singer. Little Zetro, I like yeah, to call he him. He sounds exactly like Zetro, and he is literally one of the best frontmen I've ever seen. He, like, gets so much into it. It's cr- like, he's just awesome. Sherm aside. Like, they're like, the, like, they're like a new Exodus, because yeah, they're they just are. so... And it's funny because they have like groovy metal songs. They got thrash songs. It's like they they, got silly songs too. Yeah, they're they're great. Hilarious. And they're they're awesome. They're just awesome. Who else do we got? We got Rorg from uh, I think they're from Poughkeepsie. Wait, wait, say that again. Rorg. (laughs) That's the (laughs) band name. (laughs) Rorg. (laughs) Say it with feeling though. Rorg. (laughs) Yeah. Um. Who else? They're uh, they're just they're really uh, they're really cool really goofy guys like their first demo like their their recordings were really raw and like their demos were kind of nasty sounding like ours but they were like really cool and like they're I don't really know too I really don't know them like too much about them and I don't know them too well but they're pretty cool guys and they're always down for a show they actually played like most of their shows without a drummer just to like just to like stick it to everybody that told them they couldn't. And now they have a drummer and, like, you know, good for them, and I hope that <laughs> they can make it do. through. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We've already got not. We've already got it bad going for us that our gimmick is that we suck. We don't want to uh, We don't want to go Bodie, down. We don't have a drummer. We'll, yeah. We'll, what about Wormrot? They don't have a bass player. Yeah, but Wormrot's Grindcore. Like, yeah, you I can know. get away with that <laughs> with Grindcore. Grindcore, you can poop in a box and, like, yell, and that's Grindcore. Yeah, and like, everyone will accept it. Like Agents of Abhorrence. Yeah. Um. Well, so we we got Orion. Um. They're from. They're from. I don't even know where they're. They're from, from New. They're from New Jersey. They're, no, no, no. They're they play in New Jersey, but they're from some. They're from some part of New York, like, like some like. They're like sixteen years old, aren't they? No, like eighteen now. Oh, okay. They're like they just graduated from high school. Yay! Congratulations, guys. Yay! And then college we, doesn't get much better. For the headliner, we're um. Talking to a few bands, we haven't found one. Yeah, yet. so far, so far we've just been looking. Um, Hopefully, um, we we contacted Death Thrash from yeah. Vernon. Mm-hmm. I don't, you might have heard of them. Yeah, um, I think they're from Vernon. They're yeah. from New Jersey. They've played in Vernon. Yeah, um, they're we, pretty cool. Yeah, we spoke to Anvil, bitch. We came close. I know we can't say that word on the radio, but like That's it's the name. band name, so like it, I guess Sorry. it could slide. <laughs> Anvil female dog. <laughs> yeah, Anvil female dog. Wink, wink. Uh, they can't. They were pretty down for it, but they can't because this because uh, a few of the members are going to be on vacation that week. So like, obviously they can't. But if we do another one, like they should like it would be cool to have them there, you know. And they're like a great band, and they're like a badass bunch of dudes anyway. Um, tried. Uh, I spoke to deceased today. King Fowley's just going. He, He's running around like a chicken without his head, like booking so many deceased shows overseas. It's also his birthday today. Happy birthday, Kingy! If you're listening, you know, happy birthday, man. If not, then that was. And just like, like their drummer's place. going through like a couple of tough times. I'm not gonna like announce what they are, but like it's it's pretty tough. So you know, best wishes to him. And um, you know, we're just looking for we're just speaking to a few people just to see what's gonna happen, and we really don't know who it's gonna be. But hopefully we can get one in a couple of weeks. Otherwise, Did we you might. That condition is. Yeah, we wanted to get Congestion Critical to play too, but um, Again, another awesome band, another great music. band from this area that blew. Hammer they Jr. blew up so fast, man. I it was wish. like literally a year ago. Yeah, it was I almost wanna... exactly a year ago. I think that when we... we booked their first show, which was our oh, first yeah. show and Bombska's first show at the Meat Locker, 
with Incinerator and Terrorist and all that good stuff, and, and Midian's return and show that was unfortunately their only return yeah, show. Yeah, it was. They you broke know they up broke up again that. shortly after, but. You know, when when a band shows up and it's their first show and they open the show and they're that good, like you know they something's gonna show. happen. They, they they forget it. They headline the show before it even started. Exactly. They were so good. Um, they you they know, and be, they're going to Florida now. They will be at album. the legendary Mana Studios recording their debut album. Uh, that st- that week they'll that weekend they'll be flying in. The following week or so they'll be recording the album. Eric Rutan will be in there helping them out, which is so awesome. Ed and Edward J. Repka yeah. is going to be doing their freaking it's album so awesome. cover. It's going to be so good. We wish them the best of luck, but damn, is that going to be expensive? Oh yeah, I. You know what? Condition is uh, probably my favorite local band. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's no offense to Bombsker or any other guys because no they're all awesome. Anybody. But Condition is just like they just put on such a great live show. They're so tight, and they like. You know, they just, they're just awesome. Like, all around, just awesome dudes, awesome shows they play, and it's just, they're just a great band. Yeah. So, I wish them only the best. I hope that they make it. It seems to be that they are, because I think they're so. like, just, if they make it, I'll feel like everybody in that scene and everybody at that show exactly. will feel like they've made it. Because if, if, if one person, because there has yet to be, like, uh, if anybody's having, if anybody's noticed, there's yet to be, like, a big East Coast thrash band. Except for Lich King. Except for, like... And... Except for Lich King, but Lich King's Razor not, Maze, kind well, of. Kind of, but there's still, like, more... And, I mean, like, yeah, Lich someone... Lich King is more of, like, a, a I mean, someone audience. on, like, a bigger label. Like, like someone like, on, like, the a major Warbringer label. or the East Coast. What's the yeah, label for that? the Warbringer or the Bonded by Blood or the Evil, whatever you want to call it. There's nobody from the East Coast, really. Well, there's I mean, all these big East Coast thrash bands, don't get me wrong, but none of them are, like, huge like yeah. that. Nothing. Nobody's on like a big label like that, <coughs> and I think that I I really think that I can see that sparking condition, and I really hope so. And if Eric or anybody with a brain is paying attention, you know, you yes, should probably get please, on that. Please push stuff. condition because they are just well, amazing. I mean, if they have Ed Repka doing the artwork, I'm sure they'll get noticed as soon oh, yeah. as that happens. But then again, Eliminator, also from New Jersey, had Ed Repka do their first album cover artwork and. They've kind of stayed in the same spot. They've actually changed their style a lot. They're not really so thrashy anymore. Oh, well. Th- that so, explains you know, it. Yeah. It doesn't always explain it. It's just strange. I'd say that's what it is. It's just strange. But, yeah, so, obviously, we're, we're like, so off track now. But th- we were going to ask them to headline the show, or at least play it, and... um. They're going to Florida. That's when they're going to Florida to record their. Uh, yeah, so they. I think they're leaving it. that Sunday, so obviously yeah. they're not gonna have time to come play a show and then go. So, yeah. uh, and they're gonna be, I believe, doing shows down there in Florida. And you interviewed them a, a, yeah. a few months ago, Nick. So you know, you know, I think they're doing shows. So you know, if somehow anybody in Florida is listening, make sure you check out Condition Critical while they're down there because they're yeah. so good. Hopefully, also, they I'd get assume. to play with Thrasher Die. Yeah. That um. They might play maybe a show between Jersey and Florida. Oh yeah, I'm sure they'll. Yeah. they'll I think they're gonna do like. A they're little doing mini a tour. Philly show somewhere. They're doing a Philly show like the week before they leave. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And another thing that's I forget our friend who's, Keith. I forgot who's playing it, but Keith is booking it. It's gonna be a good show too. Yeah, shout out to Keith if you're listening. Also, cause what's up, man? Thanks for you know pushing all the local stuff. Yeah. Thanks for just being a pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the most important thing of all. Now, anyways, though, 
Do you worry that bloggers devalue mu- music journalism in a way? Yeah. I don't. I don't I, I, so I, they do and they don't. I disagree with him because I think that without bloggers, a lot of the new wave of thrash would not be as popular as it is. Like, you have Fallout Zane, you have the new wave of thrash metal blog, Metal Sucks, and stuff like that pushing these smaller bands. Well, that's when, the, when that's the way like that... When bigger sites like Blabbermouth aren't. That's the way that I say that they do, but the way that they don't is just their lack of training i'd say like the way right. that I, like certain like like just because like being like a journalist myself or like a smaller ju- time journalist that has like gone to school for that sort of thing <coughs> it's like this is just really minor and if you're not part of that like field then you won't know what the hell i'm talking about and i'm crazy but like it's just it's kind of anything with any field like if you really get into it little things irk you like someone won't be doing it entirely properly but it's not their fault because they don't know so you can't get mad at them but you're just like oh i can't believe they did that Ugh. but it's it's not their fault and that's the only way that i say that they don't but, uh, but like otherwise whatever rob said is true they actually do like push all these like little bands and it's like really cool because this is the new zines. This is what they used to have. This They used to have fanzines. They used to actually print them out on paper. They used to just give them out to people in the scene. And, you know, there's the internet, so we don't have to do that anymore. Wait, but, you know, like with the zines, people would be, like, charging, like, two or three bucks for a zine. Yeah, I guess so. You're true with that also. Like, here it's all free. But it also does put out a lot of good publicity for a lot of bands. So, to that, so... I guess I could change my answer. It mostly does, and it's really just the format is just a little dull sometimes, but it's not anyone's fault. So I'd like to actually change my answer and just, like, nitpick at it. So, I, I, yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> <I'll> stop. <laughs> Ooh, I just talked myself out of an answer. Oh, I'm a bad person. Would you worry that there's a Ragnarok on the horizon with the DIY music industry? Maybe with some like, major changes on the way. You mean like an apocalypse? Uh, yeah, like the Norwegian end of times. Ragnarok. Um, uh, if anything, I think the DIY industry will become the industry, and yeah. the crappy, like, you know, Justin Bieber's of the world yeah. will, like, die off and Yeah, that's go what away. I think. I think with all <laughs> this, like, blogging and stuff, like oh, we yeah. just mentioned, and all these independent bands like us doing their thing, like real like everyone is real especially with like the bands on donations and everything everyone's slowly realizing one way or another that we don't need labels anymore to exactly. do anything especially especially Lich King and I was saying this before they did the tour not for, like not not to Lich King but like in general I was just saying like we don't need labels to tour anymore and Incinerator went and did it Terrorist went and did it. They didn't short. Did they make money? No. But does it really matter? No. They had a good time, and that's what happened. And that's what it's all about. Even if you are with label support, if you if you divide up, you know, like costs between the you know the the bus and the 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 record company. Well, that was how Vindicator did it with uh, with the Lich King with half of the Lich King tour. Vindicator, they didn't have the labels involved at all. Well, it's good because you know, cost of the bus, the label takes a cut, paying all the venues. Buying the merch to sell, which you know, obviously, you have to pay yeah. for the merch before you 
sell it. Yeah. And, you know, a number of other things stacked up. The band still makes, like, barely any, you know. Then you split it up between three or four guys or five guys or however many people. Not to, mention, you, the you road, end up making, not to like, mention the road crew. You end up making, you know, and, and your, the road crew. And your manager. And the manager who takes a ridiculous cut. Yeah, everybody, yep. everybody on the tour, and this is, like, on a major label tour, like, the, the band members themselves, unless you're, like, a huge act, like, I'm sure Metallica makes a pretty penny when they're on tour but like i'm talking about like smaller no um smaller like you know not like warbringer and stuff like that they probably make like i'm sure only like a couple hundred dollars per guy by the end of the tour for you know a three months on the road yeah. and that's, maybe you know, maybe they must be maybe like, like a thousand two thousand maybe. at best but it doesn't matter because where and does it all go when they've on tour exactly you gotta eat right food then you gotta limit yourself to like ten dollars of food a day because exactly. you don't want to spend all your money it's I mean, crazy man you, t- you see guys this like- was why on the less <coughs> on the iced earth tour uh warbringer their drummer carlos well this was like a twist of fate though because Iced Earth kept losing drum techs for, like, the first week of the tour. Yeah. They, they went through, like, three drum techs. Like, one person, like, something happened with his family and he left. One person just quit. Another person, something else happened. So, and, like, one of them quit. Like, the last one who quit on the fly, like, they didn't have a drum tech. So, they went up to Carlos and they were like, hey, man, listen, you're a drummer. So, do you mind being the drum tech for tonight? And he's like, yeah, sure, whatever. You know, and they were like, until you, and then they didn't get another one. And then, like, about a couple more days into it, instead of saying, like, making it a temp position, they were like, you know what? You want to just do the drum tech for the whole tour and we'll just pay you whatever the hell we were going to pay someone else? And that's awesome. Yeah. But you know what? It's like, I, again, I was watching another interview uh, this time with Matt Drake. I think from they should Evile. do that. I think they should make opening bands do that well, on, like, should. major label tours. Well, like, Matt, Matt because Drake, that helps them. Matt Drake from Evile was, like, basically saying how when they're not on tour, like, they're working like real yeah. jobs you know mm. and when they're not a tour in the studio and you know evil's a pretty huge band right now i mean they're playing download festival and stuff like that so they're, they're pretty blowing big. up yeah and they still have to work like you know do stuff that's why you know i i'm trying to go into the path of music so that way i can work like when i'm not on with my band i could work in music still i'm, I'm gonna be like what david sanchez yeah, does exactly work in in like the studio and produce stuff because I want to, like, you know, be involved with music even when I'm not, you know, in a band <laughs> or on tour or whatever. Speaking about horror movies, you split what is, like, your favorite types of horror movies, right. dudes? The bloody ones. The classic ones. The ones that don't suck. Yeah. Um, I like bad ones, but uh, I prefer the ones that don't suck that are just really gory. And I like a lot of the classic ones, too. Yeah, I would have to say my favorite horror movie is Probably Halloween. I want to say. I have to, oh, don't. Oops. Um, I'd say it's probably Halloween. Um, but it's like it's a tough decision because there's so many that I like. But uh, Alien, the first Alien, you could consider as a horror movie. It's pretty awesome. Um, you know the classic ones, basically. The what? 70s and the 80s, like before horror movies got really like just all about like basically like gore and nudity which was like you know saw and hostile and all those like yeah. i like the the more psychological like the first halloween <laughs> not the rob zombie remake the first the rob zombie remake was okay, was okay though. but the first halloween where it wasn't 
so much. Like, there was blood and gore, but it wasn't like it is today. It wasn't, like, ridiculous well, no, the out Halloween there. didn't really have any gore. There it, was a blood. It wasn't, it was like, a, super, not a super. Lot. There was a little. Yeah. Well, they were pretty yeah. minimal on that. They wanted to make it, like, as, like, psychological as possible. Exactly. I like the psychological stuff a lot more. I think that's a lot scarier. don't see him for a while. He's yeah. just this figure. He's just yeah. a shadow. Yeah. You don't even know if he's real half the time. Yeah. And then you see him, and you're like, oh, my God. And... It, to that extent, I think that the best, like, modern series that really didn't scare me, but I thought was, like, really good for the story and how they did it was the Paranormal Activity series. And I know people will probably say, oh, you're such an idiot for saying that. But you know what? They're actually really decent. Like, it's a really cool, interesting plot. And I've only seen the third one, but, like, the third one is the prequel. So, like, it's if you actually watch them in reverse, you're watching them in the right order. Um, but I think the plot is really awesome, and I think that it's... A lot more psych that psychological because you don't see what's going on most of the time. You know, it's a lot of just like noise. The only thing that I thought was kind of silly was that most of the scares are just jump scares, it's just like boom. Yeah. You know, so I like the ones with the haunted houses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like. I actually do like the ones with the haunted houses. I like. Yeah. My favorite's Evil Dead Two. All right, that's a cabin, but it's a it's a, it's a haunted house of some kind. Um, I like. I like Psycho a lot. I like um, I like Amityville Horror. Um, this one doesn't have to do with the haunted house, but it's just it's a haunted tent, per se. I like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh my! God. I know it's terrible, but it's so funny. Dude, I've, Comedy Central, man. Comedy. What Central. are you gonna do, man? Knock my block off. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. What's another one of my favorite? Oh, the Feast movies are hilarious because they're so like. Oh my god, they're I, so gory and they're so freaking funny. That's another thing. It's just it's watching like, those like and Peter Jackson like really dead just al- silly. Peter Jackson's Dead Alive oh, yeah. is another one. That, just see, that splat stick thing that he does. It's so beautiful and it's just so funny and it's so clever. That's why I like watching those like those just silly like stupid like yeah. they're so campy those old horror movies that are just like so dumb yeah. and like they're so badly produced and they're just hilarious but they're fun to watch yeah. just because of how bad what's they another are. house one I like I like the original Trolls House of too. Haunted Hill oh that's another one that's just <laughs> bad on its own but I like mm. the original House of Haunted Hill with uh, Vincent Price I hate that I hated the remake because it was so stupid and why would you put Chris Kattan in anything God so bad the only thing that was inter- that was good was the first five minutes. When they actually show like the all like the crazy gore, like the nurses and everything, and then it never revisits that. It's just blank, and it's just like this is stupid. I I want to, I want to kill the director, but it's also the director who made the Shot for Shot remake of Psycho, and he casted Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates. So oh there you God, go. That guy no. does need to kind of die. That was just so a little bad. bit. He kind of just needs to die. That because how do you f up something shot for shot? How do you that make... That doesn't even make any sense. How do you make Vince Vaughn Norman Bates? Well, that's one. But number two, <laughs> it's shot for shot. It's the same everything. It's just because Vince Vaughn how is Norman do you, Bates. How do you F that up? You're because doing Vince the Vaughn. same thing. You're not even clever. You're doing the same exact thing that the that the genius before you did. So and you're like screwing that over up. <laughs> Basically, but that was a disaster before it even happened. Um... <laughs> What else do I like so that I can like get back in a good mood? Um, Hellraiser. Yeah, Hellraiser's fantastic. I've actually read the novel and it's just as good. Like the, after four, though, the, it blows dogs for course. Yeah, yeah, that's bad. But like the fir- it's that one's re- it's really interesting well, like- when you read it after watching the movie because Pinhead was originally a female Cenobite. No way. Yeah, that was actually like uh, a chick and. 
it didn't really look exactly like they eventually did when they had Doug, Doug Bradley become Pinhead. But uh, Poltergeist is another one I really like. Uh, the Shining is another one of my favorites. And Reanimator's got to be, like, uh, my second favorite. Next to Evil Dead 2, Reanimator's got to be my second favorite. It's so good. Um, the horror movie question? The horror movie one? Was that it? Yeah. I don't know. I, I thought I was done. I, uh, I, I like classic ones, too, like the old black and white ones. And anything with Vincent Price in it, I will watch. Okay, now, dudes. I want you to name three horror movies. You have to pick three different parts for it. The villain, the victim, and the person that gets away. Well, I don't know. Would the vic well, what if the victim and the person that gets away is, like, tends to be the same person? Not always. No, I know not always. But, I, like, full spoilers, my answer for one of those two is Jamie Lee Curtis. But I don't know. But she can kind of be classified as both. So I wouldn't know what to consider her. Yeah, but she dies in, like, Halloween Resurrection. The stupid one. Oh, yeah, yeah, out. yeah. She dies in like Halloween Resurrection. Mm. Yeah, so, so you know what? I couldn't say victim. So I'd have to put her eventually in... eventually got her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd have to put her in best that gets away then, because she gets away forever. Um, um, best victim. Best victim. Oh, shoot. Um, Anybody got that got hit by the blob? No, <laughs> but that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's oh, a horrible actually, way to go. Maybe the one in the '86 version who gets his who gets snapped in half when it sucks him in through the ladder. That's actually kind of gruesome. I felt really bad for that guy. Ha so ha. maybe <laughs> it's pretty brutal. Yeah, the freaking thing sucks him out through the through the um, through the through the ventilation shaft through a ladder, and he like snaps in half, and the, you hear the bone snap, and it's bad, man. Um, I like that better than the original blob. Yeah, I do too, because it's just so gruesome. And, and it was made much, in the 80s. They're much more creative with it. Or, I don't know, or somebody from John Carpenter's The Thing. Anybody really just oh, oh, gets yeah. it really bad in that one. Um, or, I don't know, or anybody. Well, I, I could say anybody who Leatherface takes it to, but he's pretty quick with it for the most part, except for the ones that he leaves hanging in butchers. So that's pretty bad too. Um... I don't know because like or a, or some Freddy victim because it's just fun to watch them die in the Freddy Krueger movies not because like they're not likable characters because a lot of them are but they're just like you really just want them to get it um this is going to be strange but I'm going to say my best victim is Jason Voorhees because he actually is the victim the whole time like he was spawned from being a victim <laughs> Um, like, he drowned because people were not paying attention, and he couldn't swim. So, and he, his whole vengeance, I mean, he see like, basically, he's a dormant thing. He's a, he's a presence, but he's, like, a dormant presence. You know, Jason Voorhees is, like, a dormant cancer. And when his mother dies in front of him, because she dies at the lake at the end of the first one... If you want to put it into that perspective, he again becomes a victim, and that's what starts his killing spree. And that's what the... That's actually... <laughs> no, that, that whole motive, that whole motif, it's actually supposed to be like, kill mommy. It's supposed to be like, kick, ma, ma, ma. That's what it is. So the whole time, if you want to put it in that perspective, Jason Voorhees is the victim the entire time. <laughs> 
everyone else is the result of that. So I guess that, uh, if you want to <laughs> put it in that perspective, I'd say Jason Voorhees. Um, for me, I would have to say, well, for the killer, I'd probably want to be Michael Myers because you well, know I didn't even say the killer from mine. Oh, the killer for you? I thought you already did that. No. All right, we'll go. Um, and the killer, I'd have to say my favorite horror movie killer. Well, I mean, if we could say hero, I would say Ash Williams, but we can't. Um, the favorite well, he killed stuff, so yeah, he did kill stuff. So I guess we could put him as my favorite killer. Yeah. Um. He's more of like an anti-hero. But he's more of like yeah. an anti-hero. So if you want to be technical and put it as real killer, I would say Freddy Krueger because he's so entertaining. Yeah, and he's like, a real victim. He got killed by people. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got a cool <laughs> sweater. Whether or not it was right or wrong, but it doesn't matter because what he did wasn't exactly right. He didn't do it. He didn't really do it out of vengeance because you like because he more was like malice. Yeah, he he did it out of malice and he was like having fun with it. Like Jason just did it out of vengeance. Um, all right. I guess for me, um, killer, I would either want to be Michael Myers because he's like invincible and he always comes back to life and he's just awesome and scary and, or the predator because who doesn't want to be the predator? Like, (laughs) (laughs) and explode like, and just, that's awesome. The predator is awesome. Um, if you really consider predator a horror movie, it could be a horror movie or an action movie. Yeah. Sci-fi horror um, for the person that survives, I think I would want to be the cat from Alien because I would get to see young, hot Sigourney Weaver almost naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I guess for the, the person that dies, I would have to say the, 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 the boyfriend from Paranormal Activity 3, because he just dies in such an awesome way, he gets broken backwards in half. It's the most brutal thing ever, so I think Damn, that's pretty do you brutal. you Cannibal Corpse so we can play Bent Breakers and Broken? <laughs> <laughs> Take a look in the back. All right. Yeah, that's. I think that would probably be the, like, that's the victim. Maybe. 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 Definitely maybe. Oh, boy. So, yeah, uh... Yeah. But dude though, like getting sucked up by the blob really does suck. Yeah, that would probably be pretty terrifying and horrifying experience cuz if you think about it, it's like it's not just like crushing you and sucking you up, but you're probably going to like suffocate. It's a slow painful death without a doubt. Cuz I mean like you're just getting sucked in and can't breathe and it's crushing its and it's digesting sword. you. Yeah, exactly. It, that's pretty brutal. I would say That'd be, that'd be, the blob would pretty, probably be a pretty good killer to be, too, because, you know, you're just, like, unstoppable. Would you expect there's going to be a remake of the blob soon? With the trends going on right now at movies, I would say probably. <laughs> um, just because the amount of stuff that they're remaking, they've, I, I think, honestly, I think Hollywood has completely run out of ideas, because the amount of, like, original content coming out right now is, like, nil. It's, like, you know... I mean, when they're remaking stuff like Total Recall, which I think is completely ridiculous, like, first of all, it's not even Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I don't think Colin Farrell can even pull off that role. I'm sorry. Like, you can't be Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, like, what's next? Are they going to remake Jingle All the Way and have, like, you know, like, oh, dude, Jack that's Black? crazy, oh, they, man. They're going to have Jack Black play, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character now? I mean, it's... Wait, what? No, I'm, that, I was joking. That's not actually going to happen. 
I hope it's not going to happen. I hope no like Hollywood directors are listening right now that I Dude, just put the idea in their Dude, you're giving people ideas, man. Oh my god. Oh, watch god. out. Watch out. But um yeah, I'm pretty sh- they'll probably do that. I'm yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you don't have any Cannibal Corpse with that song. You have Cannibal Corpse, but you don't have that song. But uh, yeah, they'll they'll do a Blob remake. And I'm sure a million others. I, I'm, you know, I'm sure they'll do another uh, Night of the Living Dead eventually. Well, I mean, even though that's already been done. Are you talking do, like, about five like, remakes before they decide it's dead? Yeah, I know. Are you talking about like Night of the Living Dead, like Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead? Well, you know, if you or think like about Return it, of the Living Dead one through five. Well, there's night. There's so many Living Dead movies. It's ridiculous. You know, it's I'm actually, a Living Dead movie. That's how many um, there are. You know what's <laughs> a good one is uh, one Land of the Dead. Well, yeah, obviously the first Night of the Living Dead, the original black and white George oh, A. Romero. Land of the Dead has Dennis Hopper in it. Exactly. And you know what? That was actually pretty cool how they had, like, the concept. That wasn't really scary. It was more of, like, an action movie. But it was cool that they had the concept of, like, it's the apocalypse and there's, like, one city where, like, humans are surviving and... Ba-bomb. They have, like, the, they have, like, the freaking zombies that have, like... A monkey. Guns and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a monkey. A monkey. A monkey. A monkey. <laughs> no, and you know they actually like are learning, and st- I thought that was a pretty cool concept. You know, some people might not like it, but whatever. But I mean, though, wouldn't you say though, that's a little far fetched though, because like, they'd ha- for those zombies to be like thinking properly, they'd have to be pretty f- freshly made zombies, because it's like if somebody's that's... been reanimated after a good amount of time, they're kind of like garbage. Yeah, you know, it de- I think it also depends a lot on what, um, like, origin story of the zombies. Because, like, Night of the Living Dead, it was, like, a, a meteor that came down and, like, the radiation, like, made people come back to life. Then you have, like, you know, 28 weeks later where it was, like, uh, a virus. It was a virus. It was, like, a modified rage virus. Yeah. And, you know, it depends on what... Because I think there's two different types of zombies. There's the ones that are, like, the living dead, and then there's the ones that are just, like, infected, quote-unquote, which are, like, they're not really dead people. They're just, like, people that are, like, brain, like, is completely controlled by the parasite or in virus kind of or like something. like a rabies virus. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Or, there, I mean, there's actually parasites in nature that, like, control, like, ants. They don't affect humans, but they control ants yeah. and, like, bees and make them do crazy, like, you know, stuff like that, so. Yeah. Well, they are going to be doing the World War Z uh, mod- adaptation, and they actually just said that um, Max Brook just posted, uh, or like whoever the hell's in charge of the World War Z Facebook page or whatever, mm-hmm. they're redo- they're making a complete audio yes. book. And Henry of it. Rollins, Henry is, Rollins is actually in it. He I forget who they said he was. Well, he was in the first audio version, but like they're doing more with it because yeah. I don't think they did the whole thing. They didn't do the whole thing for the first one, so this yeah. is actually gonna be the whole book. I don't yeah, so he's reprising Mark his Hamill role. Was in the first one too. Yeah, well, I wouldn't be surprised. He does wow. a lot of that guy does a lot of voice work. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think uh, I really hope that when they do that movie, I hope when it comes out, and I hope that I just hope that they don't f it up. I'm gonna reread that book, like bre- like before it comes out, just so that it's fresh in my head. And so that I can nitpick because I'm I think the cynical. Thing about that is that Brad Pitt is producing it. It's like yeah, the random. Who person the hell ever. would expect Brad Pitt to be involved in this at all? But Wasn't he supposed to be trying to be mayor of like New Orleans? What? I, I would really. Be I'm, yeah, well, it's Brad Pitt. He can do what he wants. Exactly. He can do whatever he wants. He can do what he wants. He was. He was Tyler Durden. Yeah. Exactly. He can do whatever he wants. If he was a per, if he can be a person that doesn't exist, then you know what? He can. He can do whoever the hell he wants. 
Yeah. And if he, like, boned the life out of Angelina Jolie and it's clearly showing because she now has no soul. Because she's so, <laughs> she's, she's so skinny. I really, I really, th- like, like you want to call women soul suckers? I think Brad Pitt's a soul sucker. <laughs> I think he's got quite a sucker to suck her soul out of. Yeah. But, uh, like, uh, he can do whatever the heck he wants. He's Brad Pitt. Like, that's really all I'm going to say. So I'm just very surprised that he's, like, involved in this project that way. Like, I could see him maybe being, like, a general in it or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure he'll but, be, I mean, at least make a cameo or yeah, something. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have, like, I'm sure he'll give himself some, maybe like, big part. Yeah, be maybe. Cool. Yeah, it would be. As long as they don't make Scotty in a zombie again. <laughs> I know, you know, did anybody, anybody who saw The Walking Dead Season 2, did they even notice Scott Ian in it? I, he was supposedly well, I a zombie. Like, the first two he was supposedly a zombie yeah, in, like, The Walking Dead Season 2, in, like, the city episodes or something. What was the song from Among the Living that was, like, their ode to uh, the living dead? Fight to uh, the death? No, no the no, Fight Him Till You Can't. That was the music. new one. Fight Him Till You Can't. Oh, Among the Living? Oh, I, wait, from Among the Living. Uh, oh, I'm, that's from the new one. It might have been that. It might have been, been the title track. I don't even know. I didn't know that any of these songs were about zombies. I guess, I don't no, know. I, I know one of the Anthrax songs was on one of the uh, Living Dead uh, soundtracks, though. It had to have been. Um, it had to have been. The, it had to have been. Fight until you can't. Then, because that was like. No, no, this was an eighties. Oh, like an eighties one. Maybe Shoot. it was State of Euphoria. Maybe. Although I'm thinking it was Among. Yeah, I I really don't know. I didn't even know that to I begin with. Uh. I don't know, but I just hope that he doesn't get another cameo as a zombie and like may post like a big thing. Because like when he like I didn't I didn't watch the episode for him anyway, but like I figured that they would show a close up of him since they made such a big deal out of it. He and can't even see him. if he was there, he was probably just some regular jack off that was just like dressed as a zombie that nobody even realized that it was him. And you know what? That's not really. I mean, it's they not were, a big they were deal either. Fans become like zombies, like yeah. Were, so like, it really doesn't matter. Like for all we know, Scotty and won a contest and made a big deal, and exactly. the guys from the show didn't even know that he was Scotty and <laughs> probably. <laughs> Which is just kind of funny on its own. <laughs> You're letting them catch on, man. Oh, oh man. Oh, no. Derp. Well, that was Scotty and Hunter. Didn't even oh, know. Oh, <laughs> play World War Z, I guess, just to throw them off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this okay, is my segue. Oh, we're lost and confused. I wish I had a segue. No, not really. Those <laughs> things are stupid. Mom's a segue. <laughs> and World War Z is track two, right? Yes. Yeah. World War Z. Yeah. The Zamboni masterpiece. Yeah.
Blast off. Blast off. You got a sharpie here? Um, no, don't break things. Yeah, we're not breaking things. <laughs> that's real. Uh, that's real reassuring. <laughs> Nothing's breaking. Break. <laughs> and we're back on the air. No. This is expected clutch. to be like a very big year for metal <laughs> with yeah. new albums by Rigor Mortis, Creator. I lost my paper. Destruction. I've, I found it. Losing paper. Sodom. Testament. Yours is over there. Yeah, and more. Unless it's mine. Do you feel like we're in a new golden age for it's metal? Now. I don't. I can, uh, I hope so. Honestly, I, I, I think so. I. Th you know what? Because you have like that whole like how like do you have like the pop metal bands and stuff like you know like L Lamb of God and stuff like that mm. that are you know Hope doing Randy their gets thing. Gets out of jail soon, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't listen to them, but like, I I think it's I think the charges against them are complete BS. Yeah, like, I think it it's just it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. It's, there's so many holes in the pl in the in the charges and stuff, yeah. and I think it's ridiculous. But anyway, I think. You know, you have those bands that are doing their thing, and then you have, like, this new wave of thrash, and then, like, the older thrash bands are, like, you know, starting to get popular again. Yeah. And, I mean, I hope we're in a new golden age of metal. I would like metal, the whole, like, you know, movement to continue and into the... I mean, in the United States, I don't think it really is going to be super revel relevant because, you know, the United States just is terrible for music yeah. scenes. Um, and that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is, you know. Do you feel like I'd say with the way that all these things are going, I think we are starting to peak. We're not like yeah. we haven't quite reached the top of the mountain, but we're getting there. Yeah, and you know, what? I think like I say, um, like within another four or five years, this could be well. This could not be as uh, it could either skyrocket to be as mainstream as it could get, or it could just like go down. A little bit, but you know it's not bad we'll if it see. goes down a little bit because you know. Do you really want it? Main do you want mainstream fans going to shows? Not really. No, because if because exactly. if I see mainstream fans at shows now, I really hate them because exactly. I know they're not so true. So it's like I think like it's the at kids a, who go I to think the freaking Exodus concerts complain about how Paul Bailoff is dead. Yeah. Then they say that they wish that they could bring him back from the grave. They don't even mention Zetro at all. And then they just complain about how like bad Rob Dukes is, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then they go back and and then when once Rob Dukes passes them, they pee their pants and they faint and they start like worshiping the guy and they start doing bad things to private parts. <laughs> and oh my god. Like, and like and then they just and then like as soon as he leaves, oh Rob Dukes is a douche. He sucks. Blah blah blah. You're like come on, yeah, you're gonna. And then who goes to the tickets and who like who goes to the shows and who buys the tickets first before anyone else. And who buys a new album, even though Rob Dukes is on it, and they're going to complain about it anyway? Those kids. You know, just suck it. I think right now it's in a good place because you have, like, it's not super popular, so you don't have all those people like that going to shows. I mean, there's some, but it's not, like, overpopulated with, like, posers. No. Um, like maybe the, uh, at a Metallica show, but that's yeah, about a it. Metalli yeah, Orion was like that. There was, like, yeah. five thrashers in the whole place. I was one of them, and yeah. our friend Joe was one of them, and... And, and Nick Mimicos, um, our other house. friend, was one of them. I, I like the Metallica show where, like, people, like, looking with disdain at people that were moshing. Uh, well, you know what's weird is it was actually most of, like, the quote-unquote normal Jagoffs that were, that were moshing. It was, like, you know, it was, like, these, karate? like, frat boy kids and stuff. Yeah, basically. I it wasn't a good bags. mosh pit. There was no circle pit. It was just, like, you know, just, like, beating the crap out of each other. It wasn't... Stupid. It was a good... I thought the festival was awesome. I thought it's a great idea. And I, I like that they had Ghost and Suicidal and Sepultura. 
and I think they should do it again, except next year I have more thrash bands. Um, I would definitely pay for it again. I think it was well worth the money that I paid for it. Um, I got to meet Cliff Burton's dad, which was amazing. Um, and there was just so much other stuff there that was unrelated. It wasn't music. It was like, you know, the car show where I literally came within like five feet of James Hetfield. Like I could have reached out and shook his hand, but he walked by. And it was the coolest thing ever because he's like, you know, one of my like main, main like influences. Like, you know, um, just walking around dude, you being a guy. the barricade and got tasered, man. Yeah, I probably would have died. <laughs> they probably would have shot me like. Um, but yeah, it was, like, I mean, it was start a, screaming at him. They'll, they'll take good care of you. And it was a cool atmosphere, even you though just screamed. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, I mean, there wasn't a lot of thrash enthusiasts there, but, um, yeah, it was still a good show and <laughs> I would do it again. Um, but like back to what I was saying, I think it's in a good place right now because of like how it's, and then you have like in Europe and stuff in South America these huge you know festivals and venues that are huge for metal. So it's like good elsewhere. It's just not in America. I mean, and then you have like you know Vakken, which is like I think Vakken is the coolest thing ever. Vakken's how it's the like holy grail of shows. And it's it's really like it's good that they cater to like the whole metal scene. It's not just like thrash metal. It's like you know they have like the death metal thing. They have the thrash metal. They have. The friggin' stage for, like, you know, the, the people who, yeah. like, Avenged Sevenfold and all it's that It's everybody, and, again, and they all get along. Exactly. It's not like, you know, there has to be, like, only one band, and it's, you know, it's gotta be crap. You know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's good, and I, I think... I I would like to see something like that in America. Do I think it's gonna happen now? No. Um, maybe in a few years, like you said. I don't think it's gonna happen, like, within next year i mean you have maryland death fest but that's pretty small still compared to like you know yeah. vakin or you know i would love to see a vakin in america or in like Ozfest, like is gone that hasn't yeah. been and you know what Ozfest really was never they didn't really i mean they had black sabbath and maybe like stuff stuff like yeah, that like Metallica it started sometimes. it started off with like but a then bunch they started of newer bands more and like, like not good bands yeah, yeah well it's like all oh, like New metal yeah. and then yeah. core stuff. Well, that was just a sign of the time, so, you know, what are you going to do? I think Mayhem Fest is they okay, They could have looked too. harder, though. One, they get good headliners. Like, I mean, we saw them last year. They had Megadeth, which was pretty... I, yeah. I only went for Megadeth, literally. No, yeah. they, got, like, they had Slayer Megadeth and Machine Head. This year, they yeah. got Slayer, Slipknot, and Anthrax, and Motorhead's playing, too. And that's really awesome. I just think it's strange that you put anyone over Slayer, but, well... It's Slipknot's big yeah, comeback you know, thing. Slipknot. They're on Roadrunner, and you know what? They're going to get a bunch of their, like, little masked clown 16-year-old high school kids fans yeah. to come to the show and pay anyway. And you know what? They put on a really good show. Like, I'm not trying to discredit them. You know, I am trying to discredit their fans because a lot of them are, like, really close-minded. Oh, they're posers. But, like, for the most part, like, you know, the it's a they're like <laughs> an, they're an acquired taste of a metal band, but... I don't like them. See what <laughs> I, I mean? I them. <laughs> see what I mean? Like, I... I, I I actually do like some of their stuff. I like it. I think that I think that it's okay. And I know that they put on a really good show because I've seen a lot of they live can also videos. Draw, like, and I would, well, yeah, they'll I, I draw would, a huge crowd yeah, because they're that too. But quote unquote, I would, top metal I would pay to I would pay to see this band <laughs> because they put on a very good live show. You know, there's a, they're usually high energy. You know, they get like they get like a really cool like backdrop. They got like a really cool like thing going on. Like in the background, they have like all these people in all these different costumes. Not just playing their instruments, but they're also doing like weird things, and they're using the mask to the advantages. Like, um, like Chris Fenn does, like that, like thing where like he jerks off the clown, the clown nose or whatever. I mean, not the clown nose, 
The um, <laughs> what? The, the the Pinocchio knows that he has. He just oh he does all these weird things, but he uses the master's advantage. Sid like always. Sid is always banging his head, but when he had the pins in the head. Well, the pinhead one, he's always, like, going crazy with it, and the pins are always shaking, you know, and he's doing it because, the, and, it, like, it seems like he's doing it only because the pins are there, and that's cool, too. And, like, Clown is always, like, he's always <laughs> breaking stuff. He's just always being a violent, violent clown, and it's just crazy, and he's, like, hitting the keg. Whether or not it adds to the sound is your opinion, you know what? I but it's just, like, they all really send... Like, they get really into their characters, and I think that's the coolest part but of I their show. I think it's silly that they have, like, the drummer and the percussionist, and it they is, have way too many people on stage. Yeah, they do. Have, they have a lot. Of, they have too many people on stage. I'll agree with you. Also, think about but the they royalties get really they in, get. Oh, yeah. yeah, but they get really into their characters, and they really put on a good show, and they really get into it, and that's kind of what matters. But you know what's weird? It's like I actually was just reading on. I forgot. It was either blather blah, 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 blabbermouth or some metal news website. There's like a power metal band. I forget. I think it's Blind Guardian or something like that. Or or it's one of the bigger ones. They're playing, they're playing the Gathering of the Juggalos. Then it can't be Blind Guardian. <laughs> it's one of those. It's like, it's can't either be them or Savage Messiah like, or we something. We are very honored to play the Gathering of the Juggalos. And I'm like, what? That doesn't I did make... not read this. Uh, I gotta, I gotta read this. Look for this because I'm like... The Gathering of Juggalos. Yeah, of it's the... a... Oh. If Hanzi's dressed up like an ICP, I think it's a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> yes. There's no way it's Blind Guardian. I think it was Blind Guardian. Oh my no, god. No, I, I if it's it, it, if it's Blind Guardian, you might know. Maybe it, if I don't it's know. Blind Guardian, I'm going to eat the hat that I'm waiting for in the mail. Nick's doing some research right now. Oh, He's going to see if he can find it. I hope I don't have to eat the hat that's coming in the mail because I really really am looking forward I, to wearing it. It might hat. not have been Blind Guardian, but it was a power metal band and it was like I was like that doesn't make any no sense at way. all. I was like, how could that be? How? They must be paying them a lot. But still, like, if if ICP came to me and said, I'll give you $500 I think play, they were joking. I, that, I and laugh. I would be like, are you high? Like, I'm yeah. not going to play your stupid I would Juggalo laugh fest. so hard. Soulfly. Oh, now it makes no, sense. No, it's not Soulfly. It wasn't. Yeah, it is. It's Soulfly, Soulfly Main Man says it's an honor to play Gathering of the Juggalos Festival as of June 29th. No, but there was, an, no, there was another band that's a power metal band. I'm telling you. I saw it. It was on Metal Sucks. If it's Sucks. Soulfly, it makes sense. It was on Metal Sucks, Max, I think. Metal Sucks. If it's Soulfly, then it kind of makes sense because Max Cavalera kind of looks like a Juggalo now Hold anyway. On, I'm look for this. With that weird, like... Octopus dread thing that he's okay, got. Okay, it says Maybe the it event was... has been gaining mainstream media attention and getting larger and larger each year with its organizers. Insane clown posse welcoming <laughs> hip hop, hard rock, and metal performers, <laughs> professional wrestlers, same and comedians to oh the event's God. multiple stages, including everyone from Ice Cube to George Clinton and Parliament Funkadelic. Wait, wait, George Clinton is going to play I, the, a Gathering of the Juggalos. Good God. Punk. This is like Orion music and more for poor people. <laughs> this is for Red Man for white trailer trash. This is bad. And Charlie Sheen. Well, all right. Uh, well, Charlie Sheen, I can see going yeah. there because he's just—he's just—he'll do anything. Exactly. Uh, hold on, I'm looking this up right now. Hold no on. freaking way. Yo, they need to have Tila Tequila back. Oh god, oh, that was like, pretty. Throw she rocks is pretty at hot her. though. Yeah, she she really got. It was pretty bad. She is pretty <laughs> hot though. I would stick this. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, I'm looking it up. I would make the sticky with tequila. tequila. Didn't she, like, flip off the crowd or something I'd like that? I'd be the salt for her tequila. She can chase me all day. Tush. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Snap. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, do, do, or do, I would do, chase do. her for that matter. Whatever. Uh, whatever. 